0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from ACAST. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too.
0: Hey, this is Trevor from Halifax calling in to say that I support Creative Control on Patreon because I think long-form arts journalism is a crucial part of music culture and there's simply not enough of it out there today. Vish is a master interviewer, he lands great guests, and he has his finger on the pulse of the ever-changing music landscape both here in Canada and abroad. For all of these reasons and many more, I think you should support Creative Control on Patreon too.
2: To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. I'm Bisha's wife, and I will love him no matter what you do. And now he has me on the record saying that.
1: Cole Rampersad and Sandro Perry are each talented and inventive musicians who first encountered each other thanks to the immersive and collaborative improvised and experimental music community in Toronto, Ontario. Currently based in New Brunswick, Rampersad is an esteemed trumpet player, composer, and improviser who performs both solo and with others, and she co-founded the online improvisation series Understory, which connects artists from across the geopolitical territory known as Canada. Now based in Prince Edward County in the eastern part of Ontario, Perry is a prolific songwriter, multi instrumentalist, producer, and singer who tends to his musical expression under his own name and also under different projects, including Offworld. Friends for some time, Nicole and Sandro have collaborated on each other's latest albums which were both released on November 3rd, 2023. Rampersad's album is a wondrous one called Saldage, which is out now via Ansible Editions, while the mesmerizing new Offworld album 3, which may well be the final Offworld album, is available via Constellation Records. This dual and interconnected celebration called for a fun interview. And so Nicole and Sandra and I recently convened for a, a talk about things like uh, weekday lunchtime barbecuing, whether or not they remember how they first met and collaborated together, swan songs and other bird activities, the role the natural world and field recordings play in their respective musical practices, Surprising onlookers and listeners with the sounds that trumpets and guitars are capable of Whether or not a producer is also a songwriter Nicole's interest in temporality and nostalgia Whether Offworld may continue And an update on solo Sandro music Touring together, other future plans, and much more a part of the entertainment one network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this donor driven podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreoncom slash creative control, man, that is the primary source of revenue for all of this work. And I'd like to, I'd like it to be the, a lot of revenue, <laughs> but it's hard. I look, if you got the, the means and the time and the inclination, please support my work at uh, Patreon. So I can uh, pay the bills and uh, feed my family and pay my family and feed the bills. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, thank you for supporting the Creative Control Podcast on Patreon. With additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with bricks and mortar locations in Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, and a really wonderful website, blackbird.ca. Say you can't make it to any of their locations to ask for help from their friendly staff. Well, You just go to blackbird.ca and you type in what you want. Say you want the new uh, Nicole Rampersod album or the new album by Offworld. Like I say, click, click, clackety-clack. You type it in there at blackbird.ca and you never know what you might get. They might be able to ship those records right to your house. So thanks again to Blackbird for their support of this show. Plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, this is episode 817 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Nicole Rampersad and offworlds Sandro Perry with your host me Vishkana. Hi, Nicole, how's it going? Hi Vish, doing great, thanks. Oh, that's that's great. I'm, where in the world are you today?
2: Uh, I'm in Southampton, New Brunswick.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, how long have you been there?
2: Uh, five years. Um, yeah.
1: I think of you as an Ontario person, though. Am I wrong?
2: Uh, no, you're not wrong. I was born and raised in Toronto, Scarborough, and uh, lived there. For most of my life, except for a few years where I lived in Boston, and yeah, about five years ago, uh, my partner, who I think you know, uh, Evan Shaw, uh, and I moved out to here, Southampton.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's great. And things are good in Southampton?
2: Yeah, they're great. It's a beautiful Mm. fall day here, and uh, yeah, it's very peaceful
1: here. Nice. Yeah. People often go to Boston for schooling and whatnot, I know, I think, I know is it the Berkeley School of Music maybe in that area? What what brought you to Boston?
2: Uh, it was school, so yes, yeah. Berkeley is there. I went to the new, the new England Conservatory of Music. I don't know why I always struggle with that. Uh, yeah. I did my master's there, so
1: yeah. New England's a hard word to say, I mean, it's a hard place to talk about. I don't know what I'm saying now, it's but hard yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Two hard, hard words. Right? Yeah, new. Yeah. England? Anyway. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not really even that pl- I don't like things that are new and I don't really love England, so it's actually oh. fine. I'm not a fan of the imperialism. Anyway, uh, it's nice to have old you on England. the show. Old England, yeah. That's, old England. Yeah, yeah, Old England I'm less of a fan of. Anyway, it's really nice to have you on the show and thank you for uh, for being here. Also on the call, uh, Sandro Perry. Sandra, how are you?
0: Hi, Vish. I'm doing good. It's good to see both of you.
1: Nice. Where in the world are you? Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm at home in, um, Demarestville, Ontario, which is in the island, uh, the county of Prince Edward, some prince named Edward.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. Also yes. Part, I,
0: also part of old, old England, presumably.
1: Presumably. Uh, yes, that's yeah. right. You've been there a few years. We've talked about this, uh, a on the show years, in your yeah. previous a- appearances. Uh, things are going well.
0: Yeah. They're good. Yeah. It's also a nice fall day here today i was barbecuing so it wasn't so cold Hmm. um and uh yeah it's very peaceful out here
1: I like the fact that you were barbecuing already. As we're speaking, it's kind of midday. Barbecuing tends to be uh, an evening activity for most uh, civilized human beings. But every once in a while, if you work from home or whatnot, I did it in the summer. It was really fun. I'd say to my wife, what do you want for lunch? You know what? I'm going to go barbecue something. It's fun barbecue. It's liberating. Isn't it? Don't you feel it's, isn't it the most free you've ever felt barbecuing
0: during the day? It is. It's strange. It is strange, but it somehow seems like it's much faster. Like, lunch gets made much faster. I'm not yeah. sure if that's actually true, but it feels like it's faster. You feel like you're somehow more, I don't know if control is the right word, but you're affecting the the cooking of the food more somehow, but by the way you flip it and the way you place it on the grill. Mm-hmm. I, this is all probably just in my head, but it, it has an effect, and it is a real joy to barbecue. And I, I'm late to the game, like, I uh only started barbecuing recently, just this year actually.
1: I, I always forget that you've set yeah. up your your home kitchen with a bunch of gizmos and devices that do all the cooking for you. Just robot yeah. arms <laughs> yeah. flipping pancakes yeah. and like it's just yeah. like, there's I, a timer and everything just starts. Yeah, I, for, I always know, forget. I it's know. amazing. Really I like live
0: it? in a pure pure luxury. I don't do anything, but with barbecuing I can I can find find these skills again, these human skills and it's it, it is amazing. I, I was alluding
1: there to, uh yeah. I think, uh, uh Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Have you guys seen that film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we watched it for Family Movie Night recently, and I'd forgotten that he had this, like the Back to the Future kitchen. Yeah. Actually, Doc Brown it's had the future. it. Set, yeah, exactly. They set it up, and yeah. and machines are making the coffee, and uh and that's what yeah. you have, Sandra. So I'm glad you got outside to the barbecue and got yeah, your hands dirty.
0: Yeah, I've really got gotten back to a, a primitive state. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> well, again, it's very nice to have you uh, both on the show for both Thanks your... Thanks for having us. Oh, no problem. Both your respective yeah. projects and your collaborative uh, projects. Uh, Nicole, can we talk a little bit about this relationship you have with uh, Sandra? How did you come to know Sandra?
2: Well, it's through the Toronto scene. Um, I'm trying to remember the first time... We played, but I had been aware of Sandro's work for many years prior to us collaborating and I've always been a big fan and admirer. So,
1: Mm -hmm. And and Nicole, just because I know people might be wondering, and I've tried to contextualize this in the uh, introduction of the show, uh, what is your primary instrument?
2: Uh, So I'm a trumpet player. That was my first instrument, uh, still my main instrument to this day, and... Yeah, I've had the fortune of collaborating with a bunch of people with with my instrument. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you would collaborate with Sandro uh, how often in last Sorry, did you put a did you put a time on that? Like when did you fir- Are we talking like sort of early 2000s? When did you kind of first encounter Sandro's name?
2: I was definitely aware of Sandro's name in early 2000s. I think we probably first played together would you say early 2010s? Sandro, I'm trying
0: to, trying to think. Hmm. Yeah, that's just,
2: to go back tough. in the wayback machine. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, that is totally the wayback machine. I actually remember the first time we met, but I don't remember the first time we played together.
1: Huh. Did you uh, did you guys not have this on your calendar that we were going to have this conversation? Did you not ponder <laughs> no. some. What did you think I was going to ask you about? Yeah. Maybe that this might come up. Maybe he'll ask how we, how we know each other. You know that kind of thing yeah. seems normal. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Uh, sorry. In the early. Yeah. No. No. You got us. Well, actually, yeah. Let, yeah you got us. Maybe this will. Yeah. This this is what happens. I'm going to help jumpstart some memories here. Sandra, you say okay. you remember your first encounter with Nicole, if not your first collaboration.
0: I do. Let's talk about I that do. encounter. What, yeah. what do you remember? I remember it well. I th- I'm pretty sure I remember it well. Next thing I say, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I think it was a eucalyptus gig because oh, yeah. right. Like Nicole, you were playing with eucalyptus as, as, as like kind of from the beginning, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So it was a transact main hall gig. And, uh, Oh, it was Grubba Dub. It was Grubba Dub because Grub-a-dub, we were eating. That's right. It, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. so, okay, yeah. so, listen, so then I we... need to,
1: listen, I got to yeah. interject here. You're <laughs> dropping names here. People are listening. They're like, eucalyptus. Okay. What do they met yeah, That's Made by a plant? What does yeah. that mean? And now you're saying, <laughs> yeah. what is that, a buffet? Yeah. What, what is Grubba Dub? Can you please? It, it is. It
2: kind of was a cucumber. a buffet? buffet. Okay. Yeah. We,
1: need yeah. to, we need to explain yeah. this for the poor yeah. people who are like, what the hell are these people talking about? Sandro, first of all, what is eucalyptus?
0: Eucalyptus is the band led by Brody West. It's a eight, nine, ten-piece band. I think it, maybe it's, it expands and contracts. But I think now I think it wasn't Eucalyptus, because if it was Grub-A-Dub, it would have been the dub, whatever the name of the band was that Ryan put together for the Grub-A-Dub experience, which was a, a, a live band playing covers of reggae songs, mostly reggae songs, maybe reggae, playing reggae covers of songs that were originally reggae and not reggae. And then that was the dub part. And then the grub part was uh, a, a dinner cooked by Sam Higgs, the chef. And uh, he cooked it in the back of the transact uh, the kitchen there behind the bar. And he served these wonderful, beautiful, delicious meals, three, four courses, something like that, five courses, six courses. And, uh, there was this band playing tunes, reggae tunes. And the reason I was there is I was asked to be the, I don't know what the official term was. Maybe it was dub master or dub mister or dub dude. I'm not sure what it was, but I was on the board kind of dubbing live, dubbing out the band and oh, Nicole okay. would have been the trumpet player.
1: Oh okay so yeah. oh okay so wait a minute have we maybe struck upon the first I, I, yeah
0: i think so
2: i think that yeah, was there you it. Go. yeah so yeah. that so
0: we There's did a- play together even though i wasn't on stage we were playing together and that's funny cuz that's actually kind of what's happened with your record I yeah. sort of was like doing some a little bit of dub stuff but anyways we'll probably get to that later so we met and i just remember You were very sweet, and we had a really nice conversation, and I was like, oh, wow, she's such a nice person. What a great night this was. And uh, I loved your playing from the start. I also knew your playing before that. And I thought, oh, it would be nice if we could play together someday. And I have no idea when the next time was that we (laughs) played together. (laughs) It could have been years later, 2015 maybe? Like yeah
2: that. That. that sounds about right yeah yeah so, yeah,
1: so we yeah. we're here uh, in, a, in an auspicious manner because we're talking about nicole your new solo record and sandro i was sad to read that this might be the final off world record is that first of all uh, let's get that out of the way is that true it sounds good to say that okay so it lies so we're not we're not exactly <laughs> sure if this is the truth or not is that what you're saying
0: people i mean people say things like that all the time you know, and it, it 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 often turns out to not be true, but it's kind of a nice, it's a nice idea. Like, I don't think of it as a negative idea. I think of it as kind of a encapsulates something that you're doing in a special bubble, in an extra special bubble, which we need these days. We all need special bubbles to encapsulate yeah. what we're doing in
1: special bubbles are nice uh, there's yeah. a sentence in the album bio <laughs> that I just want to draw attention to yeah. well into a decade of their existence Offworld yeah. presents 3 their poignant swan song a planned conclusion to a trio of releases begun in 2016 so there's two things yeah. going on a trilogy is wrapping up yeah. uh, for certain yeah I'm definitely but yeah. poignant swan song is what stuck out to me, that I think that normally right. means eh, it's done, it's uh, no more. So, you're yeah, saying that's not necessarily the case?
0: Swan song. Well, I, I all I can really say is that it sounds nice <laughs> to say, to, to <laughs> just <laughs> it looks good. The words swan song also look really good, yes, that's in true. Type.
1: I've been a bit obsessed with birds lately. I've had some bird incidents. Um, yeah, do, uh, nice. before I don't want to enumerate them. People who have been listening know that my house has been repeatedly attacked by woodpeckers. And oh yeah, yeah, I've heard about. Oh that. yeah. The yeah. latest thing, though, is every time I've left my house this week, whether to go walk my children to school uh, or the other day, yesterday, I went for a run, and in each instance, I left the house at some point. A blue jay has flown across my path. And I don't know what it means. I feel Mm. like they're in cahoots with the woodpecker and they're Mm. monitoring me. And then when they see me, they're like, okay, they go tell the woodpecker to have at my house. Does that sound like I've lost Mm. my mind, Nicole? No, it
2: sounds totally believable because uh, we have lots of birds around here too. Um, Crows uh, like to peck on our windows. Um, Sometimes flickers will peck on our windows. Um, So, Mm. yeah, I get it, yeah.
1: The other day my wife installed a uh, festive uh, autumn wreath on the door, front door, and I heard a knocking and I looked through the peephole, it's a magpie attacking the wreath. Wow. Wow. I've got some bird issues. I don't mean to bring this up to you two, but we talked about a swan song and all I can think of is Sandra are swans known for singing? Is that why you like it? That it's just it evokes a beautiful sound in your head?
0: The words themselves, like "swan" and "song," obviously two beautiful words, and sure. then together, unbeatable. Uh, I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> if they sing. I there might I I now I'm gonna have to look it up because I actually don't know the origin okay. of that uh, term. I just know the Led Zeppelin label. Yes, right. It was yeah. called Swan Song. Uh, their swan. imprint was called right. Swan Song. Their swan. imprint. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry, weird bird tangent there. I didn't mean to take us no. there, but uh, yeah.
0: Duh, I, lo- I love bird tangents. We also have blue jays and crows here. And I didn't know, are those little those little birds that go for the, the bugs on the side of the house, are those the flickers? Is that what you're referring uh, to? Nicole? No,
2: flickers are pretty, okay. they're bigger. Um, okay. So we have those two that go after the bugs. Um, they're mm. either... Uh, Phoebe's, uh, and they have a really annoying song, big air Mm -hmm. quotes around song. Um, Mm -hmm. They just yell their name really annoyingly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, so they're either Phoebe's or uh, maybe King
1: Bird's. I see. Okay. I see. You know, both of you tend to uh, work in realms where uh, the, the sounds you evoke or the sounds you capture seem to be of nature maybe uh I, I'm I'm stretching this a little bit bear with me but there's an ambient quality perhaps a found sound quality perhaps I wonder does the natural world uh the animal kingdom if I may does that inspire you as musicians per se would you like I I feel like sometimes I have your respective music on and it feels a little like I could be outside in the forest and some animal off in the distance or a bird is creating the sound because it doesn't sound quite like an instrument but it is i know it is nicole are you drawn to uh not emulate but are you maybe that not drawn to is the wrong term are you inspired by birds moose Doggies, like, are there any animals that inspire you in your practice?
0: So specific.
2: It's very specific. Sharks? Uh, I don't know. You no, know, I didn't have, I didn't have my list prepared, but, uh, but yes, I guess the short answer is, uh, yes, very much inspired by, uh, I guess nature sounds. Um, you know, one of the things, uh, that my partner and I have sort of really embraced since moving out here is uh, adopting a field recording practice. Yeah. So just going out in the woods and, sitting and recording and that's been great and yeah i also did this uh project for nocturne halifax a few years ago uh which was composing pieces in response to humpback whale song Hmm. which was really uh interesting and Mm -hmm. and neat to explore that so yeah i'd say very much inspired by Mm. nature found sounds yeah so
1: if you if you capture such a sound on your recording machine or whatnot, or you're immersed in nature and you hear such a sound, how does that translate into taking what you heard and potentially trying to, I guess, reproduce it, perhaps, via your trumpet or your other kinds of recording uh, manipulations, if you will? Is that something that occurs to you? Man, that sounded really cool. Can I I make that happen somehow? Did that ever occur to you? (laughs)
2: Uh, maybe not that directly. I think I'm always inspired by timbre and texture. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's probably the the things that I try to quote-unquote translate um, mm. into the instrument or into the other things. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, similar line of questioning for you, uh, Sandro. Uh, does anything that I was saying there resonate with you in terms of what Offworld in particular tends to create?
0: Yeah, I've never never thought of it that way, but as as soon as you said that, it did it did resonate and it did trigger some little flickering activity in um, what remains of my brain cells. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so the thing that comes to mind for me with the animal kingdom and sounds of birds is uh, the quality of communication or the the aspect of communication that's going on or that you we sort of assume is going on uh, between birds, let's say, you know, a pack of birds calling out to one another and communicating something. And, you know, music in a way, uh, I guess instrumental music especially you know, in particular is sort of operating uh, on the same principle, that there's communication happening that's nonverbal or, or non-linguistic, or it's linguistic, but non, what's the word? You can't pin down what the communication is is saying, but you get a sense of some sort of communication, and whether that's because of the sound being broken up in phrases, there being variations in pitch that kind of give you some sense of an emotional color or experience volume intensity you know you might interpret volume and intensity as being like a blue jay when a blue jay makes a sound they sound really aggressive yeah right? they sound really kind of angry weirdly i don't know why
1: good lord now so i'm getting angry. scared of this blue jay that's been stalking me i didn't really well they're they <laughs>
0: sound they sound intense but i i mean i don't know if they're any more uh, they actually are kind of aggressive birds.
1: Why are you telling actually, me this? From, I don't know why. It's the, I don't know if it's the same one. I'm just one. reporting okay. the, right, fine.
0: The, the, what I see in the animal kingdom. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not trying to scare wow. you. They're probably fine they're, with with humans. I think maybe they're sort of territorial, though, with right. other birds. Okay. So, you know, that's just one, one example. But, I mean, that's kind of what I – you know, the first thing that comes to mind is that there's some communication going on and that's it. that's sort of uh, enticing, you know? Even if you don't really know what is being said, it's enticing to hear uh, beings communicate.
1: It's an interesting point you raise and I think it's pretty germane to th- what I observe about each of your respective practices in that I think you often use uh, and employ uh, implements that, almost may have some, well, they have characteristics that people associate maybe with certain players. Uh, They have characteristic sounds. And yet, I think each of you will take a trumpet, a guitar, uh, any other kind of instrument, and stretch it. Find things out about it by manipulating it in ways that some people may not associate with the trumpet or a guitar. First of all, Nicole, is what I'm saying a fair assessment of maybe how you approach how you play?
2: Yeah, it's, I'd say that's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, the, you know, my solo trumpet practice, you know, started off just acoustic and it was about just pushing sort of the, what the instrument can do and what I can do with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, maybe I wasn't clear enough, but um, maybe like I I noticed you said pretty fair, so I don't feel like I got a good grade on what I just said. I aim for <laughs> I aim for a, excellent. Yes. <laughs> I aim for like an A plus. You know, what I'm getting at is someone might think of a trumpet in a particular way, and over the decades that people have been playing with a, a trumpet, uh, over time you'll go see a performer and they might take the mouthpiece out and just play that for a little while. And you're watching it. And if you're not, if you've not seen that before, you might think, Oh, that's a little odd. I think that's supposed to go in. Does someone tell the player that they, they broke it? Like it's broken. You know what I'm getting at there? So I think you're challenging whether you mean to or not. Uh, again, uh, I think people have been doing all sorts of things, just playing the buttons with no air, you know, all sorts. I've seen guys, I've seen people do things with trumpets. You wouldn't believe it's a really, really amazing. So what I'm saying is that impulse to, not simply play what might be conventionally expected. I think it's within both of you. Is what I'm getting at. I've already harassed uh, Nicole with this question. I tried to clarify it. I hope I bumped up to at least a B plus. Sandra, what do you make of what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I that, agree. That
1: characterizes maybe your approach to communicating sounds is like it's not necessarily the familiar sound that someone might be used to. I'm gonna fuck with the stuff and it's going to sound different is that
0: well (laughs) yes and no I would say that I never set out to fuck with the stuff for its own sake it's just that fucking with the stuff is allowed and it's it's just as valid as uh Whatever the opposite of that is. <laughs> Fair enough. <What? laughs> I'm not sure there's a word for that yet. It's
1: un-un-fucking-un-fucking. Un-fucking yeah. The yeah. Un,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. that'll work. Yeah. For now. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Well, like I've got uh, I've got a couple of electric guitars behind me here, and they're unplugged. And when I play them, uh, they're both going to sound yeah. kind of the same. But if I fuck with their stuff, and yeah. you know, add some different uh, things. Yeah. And someone else play. I don't know, p- different people would also get different things out of those things, right? So I'm just yeah. saying, the implements are the implements. I just feel like the player really brings it to life, and each of you do that. It was meant to be a compliment, and now I feel like I'm I totally, on the hot seat. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, not at all. No no no, 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 no. I mean,
0: and if you are, you can handle it, because you're, you're. if anyone can handle the hot seat, it's you, Vish.
1: Well, I put myself in the hot seat, and so I, I, I should be, I have like a callus. On my butt? I don't know what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> what,
0: what I mean is you have a, a, a grace, a grace oh, to you that, that, that is yes. uh, admirable. When I, I've seen you get in the hot seat before and you always slide right out and there's barely a trail of smoke to be seen. So
1: <laughs> High praise, Sandro. It's always lovely to have you on the show. Uh, Thank you for uh, your kind words and support. Uh, it does mean oh. a lot. I guess what I'm trying to get at is you both seem to have uh like-minded impulses and it makes sense that you might uh, unite in such a way. Um let's get to yeah. modern times. We've talked a little bit about your history together and I'm I will say I'm glad we figured out some of your earliest connections because I think that's those foundational uh meetings are essential to where you're at now, I would I would argue. Yeah. I'm not sure whose record is out first based on the information. <laughs> I want to do this chronologically. I think the off-roll record okay. is out uh, November 3rd or something like that. Nicole, when is your record yeah. actually out?
2: Also November 3rd. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. It's the same day. Bingo. I knew this was... Okay, which one's coming out? Is one of them coming out at like 12 and one of them coming out at like 12.02 a.m.? Oh. do we? Know? I just want to do this in you a know, orderly manner. They're synced yeah. up. I'm totally synced, synced up. up. Okay. We, yeah. got
0: a, we got a, a an app was developed just so that they could come out exactly at the same moment.
1: Now, my knowledge of um, Offworld, though, is that it can be years in the making for a record to actually take shape. So, all right, I, I just need yeah. to do this in the proper... Sorry, guys, I, there's a podcast... There are podcast laws, Oh, and you have to do everything in chronological order, or you get... I'll get oh, fined. Okay. I'll Fair. get fined yeah. if I don't do this properly. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, imagine there were podcast laws. That <laughs> Those would be odd. Anyway, I assume... There will be, probably. <laughs> pretty, pretty soon. soon Nicole... Yeah they're, they're yeah, they are actually that's true i shouldn't be joking about that i my whole show might be shut down we'll see what happens anyway uh nicole uh when did you start working on uh, this record you made with Sandro? and also i must confess i i'm not familiar with the title uh the pronunciation of the title the word i don't know if it's a real wor- word that's where my instincts are going like maybe that's not a real sometimes i look at a word i'm like yeah. oh I'm so ignorant i don't know what that word is and then I'll ask someone about it they're it like isn't... oh i made up that word i'm like oh no you, that's not fair. Mm. You can't do that. But
0: v, vish, vish, get ready because it is one of the most beautiful words probably ever invented.
1: Oh, in, invented. Okay, invented. Okay. So that's yeah. my, that might. Well, well. sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, no, I don't oh, mean okay. that. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> zip
1: back that, to now. my question, I'll, I'll Nicole, Nicole. What's the first of all? What is the title of your album?
2: Yeah. So the title is Saudage. Uh, it's a Portuguese word, and there's no direct translation to English. The closest mm. would be nostalgia, um, but there's sort of, it's like a, there's a melancholy tone to the, to the nostalgia. Um,
1: Saudage? am I saying that correct? Yeah. yeah. Saudage. Okay. Yeah. So you you don't know the translation. Where did you come upon the word?
2: Uh, Well, I studied uh, Portuguese when I did my undergrad, Uh, Mm. just sort of a random way of getting into it. Yeah. So I I studied Portuguese for a year and yeah, I came across uh, that word in, in my studies and I've always... Uh, I don't know. I've always had an interest in words in other languages that don't have a direct translation to English. So, yeah, so that's the, the title.
1: Okay. Of, you know. So so, so when did you begin working on this record with Sandro exactly? And he described himself as, I, I don't know if he called himself the Dubbub or mm. I don't know what title he gave himself. The dub-bub, <laughs> dubbub would be pretty good, I, I think, if, if that yeah. wasn't yeah. invoked earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't understand what that means. And I hope you'll explain it. How did you begin working with Sandra on this record, and what did he do as the Dubbub, if I may continue to refer to him? I would
0: like just—I'd like to retract my my statement about what my title in the record. I'd rather it gets wiped from the record, and 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 Nicole should determine now, what. Now, just what so
1: is. listeners understand, some, sometimes a guest will say <laughs> something like that. And I have to parse out, do yeah. they want me to edit it out when I edit the thing? Oh, yeah. Do you mean this can stay in, right? That you're, this retraction will yeah, stay yeah. in? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah.
0: I would like people to know that I retracted it and that I feel that I didn't say the right thing. I think that's uh, important. I
1: really right appreciate thing. that you are among the three of us, four of us here. How many are here? Three? And some fourth mystery person. Three. At least <laughs> Sandra is abiding by the podcast laws. Thank you yeah. for wow. being uh, you know, on the up and up. Man, oh man. I'm sorry, Nicole. Oh. How did this record begin? <laughs> and this collaboration with Sandra on it. How did it begin? Can we talk about that?
2: Uh, yeah, we can. Um, so I had the idea for the record probably four years ago uh, at this point, And I mm. had always wanted to incorporate electronics into my solo trumpet practice. And Then the pandemic hit, yada, yada, and I sort of used that as an opportunity to sort of delve into the world of electronics. And I think I reached out to Sandro around that time, just asking, would would you be into helping me produce this album? And Sandro said yes, and I was like, yes, phew. And yeah, I'd say I probably started recording it in 2021, and Recorded a bunch of pieces and sent the files off to Sandro and Sandro kind of made my... What felt like ramblings, I think, makes
1: sense. <laughs> I see. Um, I see. Yeah. So you recorded. Yeah. By the way, uh, you yada yada the pandemic, which I. Yeah. I think that's actually the way most people are dealing. You know, the pandemic. yada-yada-yada. <laughs> anyway, that was kind of amusing to me. But my point is, uh, so you recorded yourself and sent the things to Sandro to kind of make sense of, edit on some level. Yeah. 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 Okay. So
2: edit it and uh, and make me sound.
1: Good. <laughs> but what was your what was your um impulse to explore electronics in the realm of what you do? Do you know where that kind of came from?
2: I think for me it was always about sort of expanding a palette. So over the years of playing solo trumpet live, we've sort of developed this palette of sounds, you know, whether it's quote unquote traditional, non traditional, timbres, uh, textures. And I actually tried to record, you know, an acoustic solo album many years ago, and I was not happy with it. And, yeah, I guess over the years, I, I just always had this interest of, you know, how can I incorporate electronics in, as a way that expands the palette? And so that was definitely the my approach.
1: So I see. So Sandra, I so, Sandra, you were sent trumpet sounds, ostensibly, different kinds of trumpet sounds. Mm-hmm. Is that daunting to receive yeah. uh, files like that? To be like, what am I supposed to do with this? Or were you like, I know exactly, I got this. Man, this is going to be so fun and easy. <laughs> you will have no idea. What was it like for you to to, to work on this?
0: Um, that's a that's a good question. It was all of those yeah. things, probably daunting in a good way and that you never know what a new project is going to require of you. Exciting because it was Nicole and I knew it was going to be great and there was going to be a lot to, to sift through and listen to and, and um, what was the other thing daunting, fun and easy. I think I said like
1: simple, simple, (laughs) easy.
0: Yeah. Never. I mean, I never think it's, I never think anything's going to be simple because I'll psych myself out and then it will, you know, of course, it'd yeah. be the hardest thing in the world to do. Uh so yeah, I mean I think this record might be sort of unprecedented for me in that I I it I don't think I've I've worked on something in this manner before like um Nicole recording everything and then sending it to me to basically w- what i did was i kind of framed the pieces that she sent so there was a little bit of editing there was a maybe a touch not a lot but a touch of i might have moved a couple things a couple inches forward mm-hmm. or backward in, in time uh, or a couple seconds i guess in time and, uh, and then i did some processing which is where the dub 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 uh, stuff <laughs> comes in, and but but it's important to say that actually most of the processing Nicole had done already. So she sent tracks, which were the dry trumpet, and then the the processing that she did, which was part of her compositional framework and and approach and how she was thinking about the pieces. And I just you know maybe kind of made a couple minor decisions about how to those in the picture so yeah I was I I wouldn't say I'm I didn't produce it it was really Nicole produced the record and I was like an editor It was more like a a, when someone writes a book I think you send it to the editor and the editor suggests oh make this paragraph shorter do you know and then I mixed it but you know it, it was all there it was all there it's not like I had to do very much at all you know so it's really it's really about her compositional ideas and her her practice uh as a as a trumpet player an improviser and composer all kind of came together in one and uh i just was happy to be to be there and to help her kind of bring it into the world
1: I was just speaking with a musician who also works as a producer and I was asking him Mm -hmm. about when it comes to a composition uh, and a producer's role in it, sometimes a producer can have as much to do with what we hear as the initial ideas, the melodies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that can be a fun. I I just hadn't really pondered it that much. Uh, I mean, I must have at some points in my life because I like to read about the history of records and, You'll often hear like, and then the producer suggested the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, but that's like the most important part of that song, really. <laughs> and and yet they're not the songwriter. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to hear you say you were the editor. You've added editor to the confusion for me. Like, so now I, I was like, mm. the producer kind of helps with the arrangement. So aren't they really part of the songwriting process? And then the person I was interviewing was like, eh, sometimes, but... That's why we, we have our credits and, you know, then it got into kind of, I don't want to make things awkward, guys. It got into like compensation and stuff. And I was like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> right like, you yeah. know, how do you accredit it? royalties and uh, it was gross. Right. But my right. point is, uh, you've added now editor to it. So what's, what are those distinctions, uh, Sandra, if I may ask you this? For you, someone mm-hmm. asks you to take part in a project and produce it. You end yeah. up producing it, which can mean, you know what? I think you could shorten that. Why don't you get rid of those lyrics? Is that not songwriting? And then if you're editing, isn't that songwriting? Do you know what it's I'm getting good,
0: at? It's a good question. I know what you're getting at. It's a beautiful mess actually yeah. that, that occurs when people start to work together and all of these distinctions are really just, you know, the best we can do to describe what's happening, but they don't really nail down the or the origin of how like how creativity happens yeah. with between people it's it's really just as a it's a it's a flow that occurs i mean in this case you know nicole and i weren't in the same room together at all yeah. so it, it 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 sort of had to be this yeah. way you know yeah. um whereas producing a record you're in a room with people the energy is flowing back and forth you're getting ideas you're trying things you're failing you take a lunch break you talk you make some you know talk about you tell some jokes, you show, you just, you know, (laughs) all these things and it all feeds into the, you know, the social dynamic It all. It all, it's like the social dynamic is, as can be as much of a a credit to the songwriting or the way an album turns out as, as the technical work that goes on in the studio and, and what happens in the writing of the piece. So it really is just a big, mess but it's you know it's a kind of the best it's a beautiful mess to be a part of Mm. um record making in general i don't mean this particular record because this record's not a mess at all it's actually a it's a very coherent uh it's a very coherent record yeah, yeah to me and i yeah sorry i didn't mess is maybe a has a connotation but i i think of it as a it's just you get lost in the process, mm-hmm. you know. And I actually did get lost several times in this process of helping uh, Nicole's record uh, come into the world. And it was a lovely experience. I really, really enjoyed it and had fun kind of trying to find my way through it and and think of, think you know, just sort of think of um, it as... A, I don't know if narrative is the right word, but, but just kind of noticing how my body felt while I was listening to it and when it was like, oh, good, that piece feels like it's done right there hmm. um, just because of whatever it would do to me physically. And, you know, that's sometimes that's all you have to go by is your instincts that are sort of these non... They're not even idea-based instincts. They're just sort of hunches you just get a hunch about something and that becomes a musical application you that becomes a decision and uh so this was very much like that because i didn't it's not like i had the nicole didn't you know send me any charts or anything i didn't have a sense of oh the composition ends here so you know there was nothing like that it was really being in the muck
1: yeah no i appreciate that thank you Sandro. Uh, Nicole, what did you... You
0: can edit some of that (laughs) if you need to, Vish.
1: So do I leave this part in
0: where you asked me to edit? Yeah, 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 leave leave this this part part in.
1: I think I'm not... You're fine. Uh, That was good. That was a really nice and astute and emotional uh, response to that.
0: Maybe you can edit it down to where I went. Uh, uh, (laughs) And then just jump to... You can edit this. That's
1: the part I usually take out. Those, uh, it's like that's what I take time editing out. So you got me all backwards here. There's going to be one whole episode of you just going, uh, anyway. My point is, uh, where was my where was I going with this? Nicole, what did you make of um, what Sandro had sort of done with what you'd sent him? Do you have a sense memory of your reaction to that? And after that, was there a lot of like, I like this, I don't like this. Uh, you're stammering too much you keep saying uh can we take that out like did you have any any notes like that
2: it was always yes you know anytime sandra yeah. sent something it was uh oh. and i was really amazed by that like sandra said i i sent the files with just very minimal commentary like just i, I don't think anything outside of here's the naming convention of the files, right? Yeah. Um, mm. And yeah. uh, I I did that deliberately because I, I did have a narrative in mind, an approach. I wanted it to be almost like a vignette sort of style or approach. And it was amazing. I think, Sandro, your first reply back to me was, uh, yep, this is a lot of material, but I, I can see the sort of a vignette approach. And I, I was kind of, Blown away by that, you know, because I that ah. was that was neat, and so yeah, there was never any uh, oh, I don't like this so much. Um, it was always uh, yes, I, that's that's great, you know, more yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah.
1: So it was, no, that's that's great. I mean, cool. you've given the album a title that's, and I know you said there's no exact translation, but it connotes. Nostalgia, yeah. uh, on some level, in Portuguese, is that right? Is that yeah. the, do I have that? Yeah. Yeah. As a catch-all for this record, what does that mean in terms of your own? I, I guess what you're trying to convey with some of the songs, because I believe you mentioned the file names. From my understanding, the song titles themselves are of a certain significance for you. So I don't normally like to get into titles and whatnot, but sometimes it it, it seems relevant. Can we talk about why naming the album as such was? Emotionally and intellectually important to you and then whether or not what I'm picking up on is, is accurate about the song titles themselves being significant in some way. They're not just placeholders or whatnot. Can you speak to those things?
2: Yeah. I think conceptually this album kind of kicked off uh, this ongoing exploration of time and how we experience time and remember time and, and moments, um, you know, in the past, and and how, you know, things like like intergenerational trauma or mental illness can impact, you know, uh, memory and how we remember things. And I know, uh, like for me personally, I I ruminate a lot, like so I I can get sort of stuck on, you know, a particular. <laughs> Moment that's just really insignificant. Um, but you know, how ruminating can take one tiny moment and just blow it up into something all encompassing. And, and so that was sort of conceptually what I was uh, exploring, um, with, with the album. And so each piece is sort of a memory, I guess, or me trying to bring a memory to life, if, if you
1: will. Yeah. So not quite no- nostalgia, I think, has a connotation of a yeah. warm, mem- a warmth. Yeah. In in uh, remembering a moment uh, in time that you experienced, you're saying that you, the memories that you're either um, reflecting upon or even I don't know, I don't know if you can you conjure memories. I guess you kind of can, in a way you can. The memories mm-hmm. you're kind of drawing upon aren't necessarily all pleasant. Is that a way of putting it?
2: Uh, yeah, or not pleasant, or maybe it's, uh, in some cases, it's, um, a longing for, you know, a longing to go back and either maybe not necessarily redo some, redo something, but maybe just a longing to, to have that moment again, but knowing that you won't, right? Um, yeah.
1: So regret?
2: Maybe. (laughs) I don't know i guess (laughs) i'm not good with the words
1: (laughs) everyone i talk to who's uh, sort of of my vintage or maybe even a bit younger i don't know there's a lot of this going on just looking back i don't know if it's because time seems to have stalled we don't seem to be sorry i don't mean to get heavy I, i do think we've been confronted with our with what our future together is going to look like and uh I think it's just got everyone being like, I kind of want to nestle back into the parts of time that I actually enjoyed, uh, or or like like you say, yeah. I, I sometimes, I don't know. Sorry, I think all these things like Facebook, like where you like when it first started, you like most of it was like, oh yeah, there's my friend from high school that I never have thought about since, and all their friend, and then all the rest of my people from high school, I'll be friends with them. That seems to have kickstarted a weird relationship with those people from your past where you're like, where you would not have normally thought about them at all. And now you're like, oh, I think they were trying to ask me out. Or, uh, I think they actually hated me. Sorry, this is my own neuroses coming to the fore. It's a weird temporal (laughs) knot of affection for that time and wishing you could change things about what, how you can, oh, if I only knew then what I know now, I would have been a totally different person. Do you have a little bit of that, Nicole?
2: Uh, yeah, maybe I guess like there could be an element to that, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, I think maybe in some cases. Yeah, I
1: think yeah. some songwriters and lyricists can attack that these feelings with words. How do you feel that like you do that in your practice exactly? Like we've been talking a lot about where the songs might have come from and what might have inspired them, but I think for those listening, they might that night might that context might not be as readily available uh, on on listening you know what i'm getting at there and and if so yeah do the pieces themselves with their names and whatnot do you feel like for you i know they must come from a very personal place but do you think a listener would pick up on some of the things that you're trying to convey
2: that's hard to say i mean it's you're right without lyrics there's like how do you attach that narrative and i think if i were to get sort of technical, uh, I guess, you know, things like form and harmony and melody, you know, can can help evoke those things. But I don't know that I'm necessarily trying to do that. You know, I think it's, you know, these pieces come from that personal place. And I suppose the nice thing about not having lyrics is that it just, it's open for however people want to receive it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think then for those of us who Absorb text for meaning, the song titles are doing a lot of that heavy lifting here. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I, I appreciate this. We. I want to move on to off world a little bit because Sa- I think Sandra's having a nap.
0: Yeah. Uh, and no, I'm no. <laughs> just listening. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying what you guys are saying and ruminating myself yeah. on
1: it. So, yeah. no, uh, this is a, th- this final, super final off world album that we're talking about. Like, there will not be any more off world. We can all agree upon that. Uh Nicole is on this record. Is that correct, Sandro?
0: That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So on uh the on on the one of one of five tracks. Yeah.
1: Do you know which one off the top of your head?
0: Yes, Impulse Controller, it's called and it's the first single
1: nice so it seems natural that you would want to collaborate with nicole given your your history but have you worked with nicole on a record before beyond your live uh,
0: collaborations yes nicole played the trumpet on floriana which is track number two on my last solo record soft landing yeah and i think that's it so far uh we've definitely played some gigs together like nicole i i remember at least two Mm -hmm. maybe three gigs where you sat in with us and played the horn on uh, a few songs and but uh, there's definitely more to come in the future more recordings uh if i will be so lucky to be able to get nicole to play the trumpet or the flugelhorn on, uh, some future stuff, but yeah. So the, this off world piece, this was, um, back when I was working in Jeff McMurrick's studio, Synology. And, um, I was working on just a bunch of things at once. And one day Nicole was in to record some trumpet on a record for Dana Sipos. And, we, and she hung out after the session and we recorded a couple, you know, like I think two takes of just playing, uh, freely to this one track that I had, that I was working on at the time, which is this track we're talking about impulse control mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, two tracks and that was it. And then I, I, that was in 2016, maybe 15, something like that. 17 I don't know. Uh, pre you know yada yada and uh, and uh, and then yeah I, I you know just kind of uh, quilted it into the track and uh, that's what we have now
1: now off world is uh, traditionally it's not sorry Sandra off world is not just you but you're it's
0: definitely not just me no yeah
1: it is it, it many different collaborators on every release. Consistency, the consistent voices, sorry, the consistent consistency, (laughs) I think, lies mostly with you. But are there other recurring uh, instrumentalists in the off-world universe?
0: Um, Yeah, I would say, I mean, there's like Lorenz, Peter, and I, we started the project um, as a live thing and then we made a few recordings and then around the same time i made some recordings with these three musicians in london drew brown susumu mukai and mike silver and we did this two-day session of recording at a studio in london and then i took those and sort of started to cut them into tracks and then offworld sort of became like a space to put all of these different collaborative recordings that i had been involved in and um you know it just sort of grew into a very loosely defined thing which yeah the i guess the consistent element would be that i would be the one who would put them together and turn them into records and uh, on this new one, so yeah, Nicole is on one track. Uh, Martin Arnold plays guitar on one track. Jesse Zubot plays violin and viola on two pieces. And, and then there's also some uh, Drew Brown and Susumu Mukai are on a couple of pieces. Those are, you know, from the original sessions. Uh, Matthew Cooper from Alluvium did a little bit of stuff uh, on one track. And uh, and then Andrew Zuckerman and I, one of the tracks is an excerpt from a longer live recording that we made together. So a lot of collaborators. Oh, I hope I didn't forget someone. I don't think you did. I don't think I did, but I I, I, I apologize if I did. But yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, just sort of a space to put these recordings that they don't necessarily start out as group recordings. There's a lot of studio work involved. Yeah. There's a lot of putting things that are unrelated together just as an experiment and to, you know, to see what happens. So it is uh, kind of a fictional group in a way. Like it's not like every song is a bunch of people in the studio uh, doing things in real time. It's quite fragmented in a way, which is, uh, you know, sort of the way a lot of things happen now, right?
1: Yeah, it seems weirdly. It seems like a, a perfect fit for someone who might call themselves a, a, a dubbub. I feel like uh, <laughs> you have to get all the stuff and put it all together. You know, I have been mesmerized in particular uh, by this song. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Is it Ludic Loop? Yeah,
0: yeah. Ludic Loop? Yeah, yeah, Ludic Loop. Yeah, Ludic
1: Loop. What? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit? Sorry, I, that one in particular. The title. Well, I, we can get into the titles oh. with you. you a similar boat, I think, to what I was trying to, yeah. the boat I was trying to sail to Nicole. I don't know what this uh, yeah. analogy means, but I was <laughs> like, names, tell me about names. There's something to that. And yeah. then I didn't have a question. Do you guys hear that? Anyway, and then I, this is a similar <laughs> thing where I want to ask you about the significance of the names because it's, they seem both, uh, you got to name stuff, right? You have to name yeah. your songs, but I think you're both operating guess, in a realm yeah. where the names could, say a lot about what we're about to hear when we press play, or mm-hmm. they might just be like, oh, yeah, the album art is due and I need to come up with something to call this piece of music, right? I don't know. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nicole, is that a is that incorrect?
0: Huh.
1: Is, oh. it fal- is it false <laughs> for me to say that the names might, some might have total significance while others might be like, ah, I just named it that. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I, I definitely have compositions where they're like, Number thirty three, <laughs> right? Or yeah, after or Pat, after in.
1: Patrick Waugh or Larry that's Bird. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what. So that's what those songs are about. Now, uh, sorry, uh, Sandro. Let's talk about Ludic Loop. I just I don't know what it is. I can't. When that's on, I just I freeze and I'm just I'm in a loop. And people are like, Papa, mm. my my kids. Hopefully, mostly are the ones calling me Papa. Papa, what's going on? They like <laughs> wave their hands in front of my eyes. Like, what happened? I'm like, No, I'm I'm in the Ludic mm. Loop. I can't. That's all I think about. Where where did that song kind of come from, so to speak?
0: So that's Martin Arnold playing the guitar. And um, funny enough, Martin came into the studio and he played that guitar part uh, over a completely different song. Oh. And I thought originally that's what was, you know, he was, it was going to, how it was going to end up. But it turned out that uh, it kind of worked in this other piece, which is, you know, ludic loop, it turned out to be ludic loop. And that other piece, the origin, is the original London sessions with, um, with the three musicians I mentioned in London. And it is just uh, a section, uh, uh, a loop cut from, from that session with some synthesizer and piano Overdubbed that I did when I was working at six Nassau, Jeff McMurrick's other studio, previous studio. Yeah. Uh, so it was like 2011, the loop was made that the, 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 the bed recordings that the loop was taken from. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. 2014. Maybe I put some synth and piano down 2016. Martin came in and played guitar to a completely different song. Uh, 2022 or 2023, I moved Martin's guitar from that other song into this song, mixed it down, started thinking about the title, came across the title ludic loop. It refers to the state that you get in when you're at the slot machine and you're pulling that, that, that lever and you know. That it's not going to come to much. You, you know that you're not going to win, but you're obsessed with the act of pulling that lever because it's not even on the off chance that you're going to win. It's like the anticipation or the the imaginative space that you get into when you're pulling that lever, regardless of the outcome, you feel like you're in a sort of a, a pursuing something. Hmm and
1: that's true when you see footage of people at those things they're all almost it's like a they all end up synchronized like that whenever i think of those footages like everyone seems to be doing it at the same time like they've yeah. they've synced up as the robots so huh I've never, which, you
0: know, there's parallels too. It's not just, it's not just slot machines, right? It's we're, we're doing that all the time. Yeah. We're, you know, so I, I just sort of resonated with me and I, and also just the fact that it is literally built on a loop that just seemed like a good title. And anyways, Martin is blisteringly amazing on it. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to work with Martin. He's one of my musical heroes, and I, I really wanted to do something with him, and he generously came in one afternoon and played some guitar, and there we have it. I really appreciate that. Yes, yeah, so I'm glad you like it. No,
1: I love it. Like I say, it hypnotizes me. I uh, Anytime it's been on, I'm glad I'm not driving. I feel like I would just be in a trance. I. You can't operate yeah. heavy machinery while listening to the Ludic Loop. Is what I'm trying to warn people right now. We, sh- yeah, <laughs> we should put a warning a good, on it.
0: Yeah, we should put yeah. the sticker on. It's very yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, Nicole, you're you're starting to collaborate more with uh, Sandra Perry. And when you, I was watching your facial reactions as he described a piece starting in 2011, then 2014, then 2016, then maybe 2020, 2022. Are you scared working with someone who takes this long? <laughs> To get stuff done, like that a song might exist for a dozen years before any of us hear it. Does that frighten or confuse you in any way, Nicole?
2: Maybe if I still lived in Toronto, yeah. it might have. Um, but I don't know, living out in the... Mar- There's maritime time, as they say, yeah. right? So things move a lot slower here and... Uh, I'm into it, I guess, i or maybe I've just grown grown accustomed to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. you're not the first yeah. to say that you're happy. There's geographic distance between yourself and Sandro Perry. I'll go on the record right now. And say, wait, who else? <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> <who> else <is laughs> saying this. No, I'm just saying. There are people. People talk. People say things. No, I, I'm obviously uh, teasing Sandro. He's one of my uh, uh, oldest uh, uh, colleagues. And friends, so it's just nice to. Uh, we are, we are rib, old. We rib, yeah, we are old, but we rib each other a little bit. But it's all in good fun. Nicole, I'm sorry. I hope I don't come across untoward towards our mutual friend Sandro. I know you he can hear us, but I, I I do care for him deeply. I hope that's clear. <laughs> oh, it's very clear. Okay. Yes. <laughs> good. Well, I know we've been all over the place, and uh, and I I hope this was enjoyable on some level. It's just really nice to hear uh, get some insight as to how you two uh, have found each other and worked together. Uh, Sandra, you've alluded to the, fact, to the fact that there may be more work with uh, Nicole, if all goes well. I also read a thing that you are—it's uh, in the biographical info—that you might be working on material. Sandro Perry is working on new material that should surface— in oh. 2024. Do you know what that's about what what can you tell us about what's they, coming up next?
0: They put that in there. Um yeah, I definitely um I mean since moving out here, um I've had a very productive writing period like the last few years. So yeah, if all goes well and I can get into a studio and get, you know, get things happening, there's definitely there's uh, several records to to come of song stuff and instrumental music and uh yeah and and hopefully nicole will be on a bunch of that
1: oh awesome and do you have a studio Uh, out where you are right now Sandra?
0: uh sort of yeah i can i can work out here i can't i can't really um bring a band here to record it's not that type of space it's more um for you know the production work and i can do overdubs and stuff so yeah i can i can yeah.
1: Is it an agricultural parcel of land that you're on, as I recall? Is that right?
0: There is agricultural activity going on here.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, like, uh, what is it? A, Definitely. A, a, a goats? Yeah. What is it? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, well, there's cows
0: next door. Cows.
1: That's what it was. Sorry. I often, yeah, I often mistake cows, cows and goats. Door, yeah. They both give milk. Sorry, this has become the science podcast <laughs> with Vish. I didn't mean to do this, but you got cows on your property. Is that what
0: we discussed last time? No, not on oh. our property. Um, Next door, next door, right. but they're very close. We can, we can go and see them and yeah. talk to them and pet them. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but there's other agricultural things going on, gardening and stuff growing in the, you know, in the ground and, and wildlife and whatnot. Uh, but. Yeah, what's the connection? I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's it's an inspiring uh, place, and and uh, so there is new music.
1: Coming. Yeah, well, I was talking about this earlier with with Nicole, and for in particular, but I think Sandra, you could quite literally do field recording, couldn't you?
0: I could. Yeah, I was when Nicole said that, I remembered that I've wanted to do it. I just haven't been able to get my shit together, as they say, yeah. and get a good field recorder. Um, cause you can't, you can sort of do it with your phone, but it doesn't sound no. so good. No. But yeah, I would love to, I mean.
1: Capture the cows. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe in 2020, maybe the next record will have some.
1: It's, it says yeah. right here that Sandra Perry is working on new material that should surface in 2024. Mm. That's a little pressure tactic, I think. So it is. get yourself yeah, that yeah. field recorder if you want to make a new record, I think is where <laughs> we're landing. Okay. So that's, that's what's coming up for you. Uh, Nicole, it sounds like you have. Potentially uh, projects uh, with Sandro to uh, contend with. What about uh, your own work and touring? Anything coming up?
2: Uh, yeah, it's, you know, got some dates coming up uh, for the album uh, and uh, some some composing with some some folks out here. I'm starting some new ensembles, sort of adapting some of my solo work for for those ensembles, and maybe recording another album oh. too. You know? Yeah,
1: maybe with Sandro. Yeah. Maybe. d oh. I'm Nice. This is where things get awkward. Where I try to bring people together, even though they're already. <laughs> this is less awkward. You've already worked together. You know what? I'm going to shut up. I'm yeah. not going to say anything else. It sounds like there's activity forthcoming, and that's all we need to know. It's none of. It's certainly none of my business. Yeah. To pry, right? You'll
0: you'll find out. You'll be the f- you'll, you'll be one out. of the first to know. Oh, thank Vish. you. will be one of the first. You'll be in the first yeah. batch of people to yeah. know.
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, look for those texts. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Nicole. If people want to learn more about you and this record, uh, can you direct us uh, to where they could find such things on the uh, internet?
2: Yes. Uh, so my website, uh, nicoleramprasad dot uh, I think the album's on. Uh, I don't think it is on Bandcamp. Uh, so just NicoleRamprasad.bandcamp.com. Uh, Ansible Editions is releasing it, so you can find it on on their website too.
1: You are right to halt yourself because by the time this airs or is posted, will Bandcamp still exist? Every every time, all I end up talking about on this show is someone says, "And hey, you can follow me on Twitter." And I'm like, "Can we? Like, will you still be on there? Like, do you think?" And, and they're like, right. Yeah. Isn't it weird? We're just beholden to all these platforms that are constantly being uh, acquired. And sorry, this is a whole other episode. I don't mean to get into it. But I just mean your your impulse was maybe correct. I think it's on Bandcamp. <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this, it might still be on Bandcamp. Anyway, I hope yeah. people pick up the record and I'll link to all those things. Your website's cool, by the way. You have a good website. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Fish. I like, yeah. I like yeah. good websites. And people take them for granted. They're like, mm-hmm. no, I just use Instagram. I'm like, no. It's all going to fall apart. They're going to take all your shit and, because they own it yeah. all. Make a website. I mean, we're going to go back to square one with everything. Sorry, I'm ranting. Yeah. I yeah. didn't mean it. Sandra, if people want to learn more about you and uh, your work and, and your social media presence mm-hmm. and all these sorts of things, uh, what do you what, what do you want to tell us?
0: Same thing. Uh, you can go to slash. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, HTTP. If you're gonna
1: do, if if you're gonna, you always do this bit and you gotta figure out that, you know, prone, (laughs) what's it called? Prefix. You're always like, yeah. what is it, HT? Yeah, yeah, and I'm just kidding. Yeah. I think I tried
0: this last time, you did. didn't I? And yeah. It, it didn't, was more su- didn't go over no, so No, well. it was more
1: successful last time. Now you're like, I don't <laughs> even, is there an X in there? What is there? Are you? Okay. Yeah.
0: Can you edit
1: it, take it from
0: last time and drop it in?
1: <laughs> All, this entire episode has these meta edit points that everyone's going to hear. Uh, stop, stop, stop. Can My you bo- take this out? I'm like, are we taking <laughs> this out? What is happening? Do you have a website or somewhere you want to send people? I do. Yeah.
0: I do. Yeah. You can go to www.sandroperry.com <laughs> as no slashes are necessary. It's all there. It's quite a, it's actually a new website I should mention. Oh. I, did, I didn't uh, promote it, but, um, it's a new website. It's very compact. Got it down to three pages oh. and, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's so it's all the information is there. And, um, I should mention we are playing some shows. I don't know if if this will be out, uh, if it'll be too late, but we are playing Offworld, Nicole, Solo, and um, three different openers in Toronto, Wolf Island, and Montreal, November 11th, 12th, and 13th. Maybe it'll be too late. We'll see. No, uh, no, no, I don't think so.
1: Hang on a second. No. No, if all goes well in the world, this episode will be out on November 7th. So just ahead of those things. However, Sandro, when I go to sandroperry.com and I look at shows, there's nothing. There's no mention of shows. It just says past shows Mm -hmm. and then an arrow Mm -hmm. and then... Oh, no, there they are. I see them now. I see them now. Okay, I clicked
0: it. Those are the past I shows. I see the past shows, yeah. Okay, I'll fix that. I'll fix yeah. that. I'll fix that. Edit this part out. No, this is all <laughs> staying in. <laughs> you were me where I'm saying I'll fix it. I think it.
1: I'm going to leave everything <laughs> in. This is going to be the lightest okay. edited show that I've ever posted okay. because it's been so much fun, Fair enough. I hope, for me and for everyone okay. listening. Okay, so... It has been. Have yes. we plugged everything we need to plug? Nicole, I feel like you got short shrift there. Is there anything else you yes. want to tell people about? Bandcamp or your website?
2: Uh, Bandcamp website, Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, For now. You can follow me on there, For now, you're on. For now, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, okay, so I think we got to pretty much everything there. This is an interesting situation. I I can't recall the last time I've had two guests Mm -hmm. on with their own respective albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nicole, I don't know if you're that familiar with the show. Uh, I think Sandra is a little too familiar with it. If you know what I'm saying, I don't know. That sounded untoward. My point is uh, (laughs) impossible. At this point point in the show, I ask people to choose a song for us to go out on, and hence the conundrum: Do we go out on an off-world song, or do we go out on a song from Nicola's record? Mm. Now, I will say that in the introduction, that people have they've gotten a little taste of something. I don't know what yet. Uh, I haven't figured it out. So uh, one you'll you'll each be represented, uh your albums will be represented with a little bit of music, but right now, a whole song. Now if I go to Sandro, he's gonna say we should go to something from Nicole's record. If I go to Nicole, she's not I always should probably play something from the off world record. <laughs> the conundrum is just the worst I've ever experienced. Like this is the worst experience I've ever had in my life. But I am gonna defer oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Nicole because I think she can take the pressure more than Sandro can. To make the choice, and then Sandra will probably just agree. I I think that's what's probably going to happen. But if he disagrees... I can do that. I can do that. (laughs) Very agreeable. (laughs) Nicole, can you choose a piece uh, that reflects this conversation in some way? No, that's too much. Never mind. Scratch that. You know, Sandra, can you edit out what I just said? I don't like that. I don't want this in the episode. (laughs) I can can also do that. Nicole, can you choose (laughs) a song for us to go out on uh, that reflects one of these two records?
2: Yeah. Let's do... A tourist in my youth.
1: A tourist in my youth. Wow, you—that's yeah. a curveball. I did not expect you to pick a song from your own album, but that's amazing. <laughs> that is bold. I love it. That doesn't happen all it. the time. This is the final. It's a rather short piece in some ways, but it's the final song off Nicole's record. Uh, Sandra, are you okay with that choice? And if so, well, what do you want to tell us about it? Since you had a hand as the—I'm sorry, I the love dubbub. It. Yeah.
0: I love that Nicole chose that. It's not the final song on the record, though. Isn't it the first song on the it's record? The first, it's the first yeah, song it's on the, the record. Yeah, it's the first song. Oh, you
1: know what happens is I get sent uh, records in advance, and oh, oh, oh you and know they, what it did? And they're backwards. Uh, it it Sometimes this happens. It, it put it in my library alphabetically. No, wait, that doesn't make sense either, because uh, then, then a, either. <laughs> a tourist in my youth <laughs> would then be the first song, probably before and then... So I'm not sure, but it isn't some... It's and then, concurrent panoramas, concurrent panoramas, deprogram, reprogram, erasure. It's sort of alphabetical. Oh, it's the... Guys, this is too stupid. This is getting taken out. I'm sorry. So this Uh-oh. is the <laughs> final song? No, it's the first song on the album, it's even the though in my library, as I downloaded it, it's the final song. But it's actually the first song? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Whew. i glad we figure that out Uh, what do you want to say about uh, that song exactly Sandra did you say something already
0: oh um, I don't think there's anything I can say that it doesn't say for itself I think it's a yeah okay it speaks for itself I think it's a great piece
1: Nicole what about you do you want to say something about why that came to mind
2: I think this conversation's been really great and sort of uh, a great sort of I don't know it just felt like a launch you know, yeah. like first time chatting with Uvish and Sandro. You and I chatting for the first time in forever. So mm. I just thought the opener of the record. It's a nice sort of.
1: I mean, depending on your perspective, it might be the closer of the record, though. Let's just be fair. Oh but well, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. It could, maybe it works as either one. So that I feel badly. That means I've been listening to a record out of order. This has been happening more and more, and I feel badly. But in any case. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of recontextualized. Cool. It's like a remix yeah. for me. Okay, here we go. This is a, a tourist in my youth. Here it is. Sandro, Nicole. First of all, I deeply apologize for my behavior throughout most of this interview. I, I, I feel badly. And second of all, your lovely, great interview subjects. Thank you for being on my show, and I wish you the best of luck in the future, and I hope we talk soon.
0: Thank you, Thank Vish. You. Uh, I love talking with you. Love seeing you. Love seeing you, Nicole, and chatting. Uh, And I can't wait, Bish, to read your quatrain about this episode. (laughs) plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed uh, the conversation that uh, Sandro and Nicole and I had as much as uh, we did. We really enjoyed ourselves and uh, I-, I hope you did too and are intrigued to check out their uh, music. I want to thank them both for appearing on this, the uh, 817th episode of creative control, which is part of the entertainment one podcast network and is available wherever you get your podcast pretty much if you can't find an episode that you've heard about or you're looking for it or if you want to learn more about me, sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit vishkana.com and also like Creative Control on Facebook or follow the show on other social media Uh, on Twitter at vishcreative also on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana also on Blue Sky and lots of other things too, just head over to the There's a link in the show notes there where you can follow me on things and find out about me, so there you go. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. I am toying with the idea of a pledge drive, and I keep talking about it here at the end of uh, episodes so that I remind myself to do it, but I I think I want to set a target, give everyone like a week, and then I got to make a decision after that, because I... Love doing this show more than anything. I have a compulsion to do it. But I also uh, I like to spend uh, my evenings and weekends with my family. And it's getting harder uh, these days as I uh, tend to day jobs and whatnot. I'd, I'd like to do this. But anyway, is it a pipe dream? I don't know. Other people seem to be making it work with their podcast, putting stuff out and getting some sort of compensation via their Patreon. So why, why, not? I, why not Vish? Why not Vish putting in a, a serious bid? So I might try. I, I say this. I'm... Thinking about it, anyway, if you can support the show on Patreon, please do. Six dollars American or more a month grants you access to exclusive content. and You get episodes earlier than everybody else, and uh, I also have Creative Control T-shirts that I can send you for your support. So please, please go to Patreon.com/slash Creative Control and support this show if you are able. Thank you so much. Thanks again to the wonderful Alberta record retailer, Blackbird Music. You can learn more about them and. Order records right from their website there at uh, blackbird.ca. I also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks, as always, to my friend Jim Guthrie. He loans me some music he has made, and I use it on the show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode featuring Nicole and Sandro talking about their respective works and their collaborations. I hope you felt intrigued enough to check out their music if you're unfamiliar, and I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast or follow it and tell your friends about it. I gotta go and uh, eat some uh, food. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye for now.